questions. <laughs> um, so this this place is kind of familiar to me. I, I, I kind of grew up in the church, and it's interesting to watch, because I knew a lot of you a long, long time ago. <laughs> we all grew up, right? Um, but yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to come speak at the church. It's really exciting. Um, obviously, for those who don't know my mom, Phyllis is my, she's my mother, and um, and although we have a very different last name, we're still very much connected. So, <laughs> so I appreciate her love and support and the support of the church, and also for all your pastor coming down yesterday and, and serving us over at our uh, organization, working on drywall. It's pretty exciting. Good to see. Get it with a smile. Um, yeah, so I'm the founder and executive director of Impact Compassion Center. Um, so who, who all knows about Impact? Who's heard of Impact? Staff? Oh, good. Okay, just a couple nods. Um, so it's interesting. I think that so in the creation of this organization, I, I talk about like where does it all begin. A lot of people ask me where it begins, and I think God just plants seeds throughout our lives. Um, good seeds along the way from childhood years. One thing that really kind of came to me is in the past you know, a decade or so is that God God gave us a purpose. You know, God's got a plan for all of us. Um, he's got a purpose, and I would, I would hear different sermons, and I would go, God's got a plan, and I knew it would stir me up, get me excited. Like, God's plan for me. Um, and I decided to go on a journey and figure it out. Um, I also recognize God gave us all stories. God gave us experiences, sometimes good and sometimes really difficult ones. Um, and it helps us, as the song says, to mold us, to make us, you know, to shape us. You know, he's a potter, we're the clay, he's refining us, um, refiner's fire, and it really does. And so when we can kind of, kind of bring all that in together, it really helps us to, I think, Get, I don't know, just even get a sense of purpose in life. People ask, why am I here? <laughs> it's exciting to find it while we're here, but it's even more exciting to like, do something with that. Um, so many years ago, about a decade ago, I decided there's something, I want to I wanna live out my life with purpose. You know, I don't want to just believe, I want to live out my faith. Didn't know quite how to do it, but I was just determined to do it. God said, just seek me, follow, trust and obey, and he'll lead the way. Um, and so that's what he did. So. Impact Compassion Center, we are a 501c, we're a Christian, uh, faith-based nonprofit in downtown Kennewick. Um, we also, a lot of people just know about us through our Facebook group. We have like 8,400 people that follow us, which is, which is kind, of, kind of amazing to see. Um, we have people in that group, um, people that are sleeping in their cars and homeless, people straight out of prison, people still in prison. Um, we have single parents, we have churches, we have law enforcement officers, we've got everybody in there. Um, just kind of bringing our community together. But what I want to do is share just a little bit about the agency. I'm going to try to keep it nice and summarize as much as I can. Um, but we do a wide variety of things in our community. Our whole goal is really to be a, a foundation for people, a place where people can come to um, for life transformation and new hope. We talk about like change, the heart change, uh, the mind change, and really it does start here with the heart. Um, and if we have that love in our heart, where, where does love come from? You know, love is God. Love comes from God. God is love. You know, and that really just kind of built a foundation of our agency. Um, the agency name itself is Compassion. Um, so it really drives, like, who we are. You know, it's just not what we do, but why we do it. We do it with purpose, and it's how we do it, too, and it's in with God's love. Um, we really do believe in loving God and loving others, and how we do it is just by serving. Um, so we're just living out our faith in any way we can. Um, we meet... People ask who we serve, and I would say anybody in our community who is really struggling, honestly, who isn't struggling. <laughs> and, and you mentioned earlier, Norm, it doesn't really have to do with your, your finances. 
We have people who come in for help that are doing very well in our community. Um, great positions and they're struggling with their health. Maybe it's their children, maybe it's um, a death of a loved one. You know, people struggle in life. Life is hard. You just look around us in the past couple of years, you look at COVID, you look at all the death, you look at mental health rise, anxiety and depression and suicide and drug use. Um, everything is just kind of, seems to kind of crumbling around us. We have war going on um, across the world and life, life is really, really hard. I don't know how people do it without God, honestly. Um, so we really do try to be a place where anyone can come to for hope, for life transformation if they want that. Uh, many people who come to our organization or even come to our group are not Christian. Um, so I literally say we are a ministry in itself. We're not a church, but we are being the church. <laughs> you know, we are, we are, we are a ministry. Um, people come into our organization and they can see um, my stepson's cross that he built that's on the wall that's hanging there casting shadows of, you know, silhouettes of crosses throughout the building. You know, inspired by God. We have people who come in there off the streets, they're sleeping in their cars, who struggle with severe mental health, they're coming out of jail and prison. Um, a majority of people that we work with are living with severe poverty. Not everybody is. Um, a good majority of people who come into our organization are struggling with mental health, um, some very significant mental health. Uh, we have a lot of people who are dealing with addictions, a lot of substance abuse addictions and other, other addictions also. Um, it's just a place where people come to when they're struggling, they're overwhelmed. Um, they've tried everything they can possibly do in their lives and they just kind of hit walls. They've done all they possibly can and, and they're stuck. Uh, many are barely keeping their heads above water. I know it sounds kind of depressing and sad, but they are. There are too many people out there that are barely surviving, barely getting past the day. And although it sounds kind of hopeless and bleak, we try to create a place where they can come to where there's hope. Um, people really do. They come in there overwhelmed, shut down, feeling hopeless, overwhelmed. Um, and just in really, really dark, dark places. Um, a lot of people have been cut off, no support system, and have so many battles, it's like, where do you begin? Um, so one of the things that we do at our organization is we provide a place where they can come in and they can talk with somebody and, and talk about, talk through their situations, whatever that may be. We can give them prayer if they want that. Um, we can talk through whatever is going on and give them some life guidance, uh, support some problem-solving ideas to sort through it like what's the next step how do you figure this out make sure they're connected with resources um, and um, for most like I said I wanted to say it's it's about when they come into us um, we want them to feel they're heard we want them to feel loved we want them to feel cared for we want them to feel not judged uh, we want them to feel safe because a lot of them are dealing with really tremendous situations um, and that's the last thing they need, you know, most of them do not trust. They don't trust agencies, they don't trust government, they don't trust people. And so for them to come and even trust us, to open up is a really big thing. Um, so we even create our environment there so it's warm and friendly and welcoming like a, like a living room. And we treat them that way. I don't, I'll treat someone's a doctor or a millionaire in our community, they come in, I'll, I'll greet them the same way as someone that's coming out of jail. They're gonna get the same handshake and love from me. You know, that's really important because a lot of people don't see that. You know, and we need to believe, people just need that, uh, someone to believe in them, you know, to pull that out of them. And we provide that there as much as, much as we can. We're, we're human beings, <laughs> you know, we have our days, um, but we do try to provide that as much as we can. Um, we do connect them with some of our programs and resources that we have at our agency. Um, we do see a lot of people in downtown, how many has been in downtown Kennewick in the past decade? It's, it's a rough place. It's getting to be a really rough place. Um, more and more so over the past 10 years, homeless issues in our community have just been on a rise. Life is really, really hard. 
Um, and when you get to a place you're homeless, it's, it's almost impossible to get out of that without a really good support system, without really good tools and resources coming around you and believing in you and lifting you up. So we do have a case management program there that assists people who are chronically homeless, and we've helped hundreds of people just with that program alone over the past couple years, just with that program. Um, utilizing our Facebook group, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we call it Communities for Change, and that's really what it is. Um, it's a place where anyone in our community can go to. Like I said, half the people are in there are really struggling with life, coming out of domestic violence situations, out of human trafficking situations, people who have gone through a severe amount of trauma and neglect in their lives, just really battling life, suicidal. Um, we have people going in there that are suicidal and says, I'm not ready to take my life, and people go into the group and they pray them out of it. <laughs> it's just amazing. We've seen miracle after miracle happen in the group. Um, half the people in the group are those people in our community that says, I want to get involved somehow. What can I do to make a difference? I don't know where to plug in. Maybe the church isn't doing something, or maybe they, maybe they don't belong to a church, but they just want to help. But they come into our group, which is a place of faith, um, and, and they start looking around like, why are people treating each other with respect in here? And why are they treating each other with love? And why are we volunteering and helping somebody that we don't know? I don't get that. Why am I giving my stuff that I don't need to someone else over here who's going through this? Why do they deserve that? Um, and so it, it's, it's shining a light on needs in our issue, in our, in our community, real life situations, real people, real struggles, and it's giving everybody an opportunity to go serve, to go plug in. You know, whether you're a person of faith saying, hey, I'm called to go do that, I'm called to go be God's hands and feet, we look for opportunities, even like the, the uh, some of the key officials in our community are in there and like the sheriffs in town, <laughs> they do, they're looking for it, they tell me, they scroll through the page and they're always looking for ways to serve, and they do. Um, so they just kind of do it quietly behind closed doors, but they do watch. Um, so it's opening our eyes to the needs, um, which also opens our hearts to level understanding and compassion, which I think, like I said, it starts here. So when we talk about life transformation, it's not just for people who are in need, but it's for all of us who are in need, which is just all of us. <laughs> we all have needs. Um, we could all have areas of room for growth. Um, so, yeah, so we do case management for, for homeless individuals. We do case management, which means uh, for unemployed individuals who are chronically unemployed or just need um, job search opportunities or maybe struggling to get a good job. We work with them on job skill development, career guidance. Um, we have a compass care coordination program that we created there to kind of think outside the box. So we do things like parenting education. We can work with special needs. We can work with people who have cancer. Uh, we work with uh, grandparents raising grandchildren, um, kids that are at risk, youth in our community. We can do hands-on um, kind of custom fit care coordination. So we're working on life skills to help to empower them. Um, and give some of those, you know, give them some of those tools so that they can kind of get on their feet and and have a better life. Um, I am a licensed counselor, <laughs> so I juggle the role of being the, the main counselor, the only counselor currently in our agency, as well as directing the agency. So I've kind of wearing multiple hats. Um, anyone knows in our community in the past couple years, um, mental health has just has really, unfortunately. Um, gotten kind of out of control, especially with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world. Depression, suicide, anxiety, especially with our youth. Oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, like I said, I'm able to work with individuals. Uh, I work a lot with, uh, a lot of the stuff that we do with trauma, and, you know, we work with trauma, a lot of mental health, we're working with those who have a lot of abuse, neglect background, trauma, um, domestic violence, um, just strengthening, helping them to heal, helping them through, uh, through life. And, and we are faith-based, so, 
Um, it's kind of we've had a number of uh, kids that I've actually been able to meet the children who the moms were about to abort. Um, was able to help to guide them through that process and got them over to Hope Medical. Um, so they got to see their babies for the first time and saw their baby as a baby. And I got to meet five different children who kind of helped give guidance to uh, as they made the decision to uh, keep their children. Um, and they're all you know thankful for that. So. A lot, of, a lot of neat things happening. Um, we are uh, expanding our basement. It's just been kind of an open area for a while, but we're gonna be starting life skills classes, everything from parenting classes. Some will be faith-based. We wanna be able to do vital studies there. We wanna have kind of a, an area where people, you know, startup churches or small churches can use that as, as a sermon, you know, have sermons there, or uh, worship nights, things like that. We wanna have access to that for people, churches in the community that have nonprofit agencies. Uh, we'll be doing trauma support groups, uh, DV, uh, recovery support groups, therapy groups, um, everything from money management, we have cooking classes we'll be starting there. Anything that helps people to gain the life skills that they need to empower themselves, uh, to heal, to grow, and to have um, a better life. And like I said, it's a place where anyone can go to. Most people who come in are not of faith, um, but they walk out with new faith. You know, they walk out with hope. And they hang around and they call us the impact family. We don't tell them to, they just do. They just do. Um, because they feel at home, they feel loved, they feel valued, um, and it touches their hearts, it touches their lives. Um, and it's just kind of exciting to see. And it, and it comes full circle. Some of our volunteers, half of our volunteers, were homeless at one point. We're down and out, we're struggling with drug and alcohol, and we help them through that, and now they're giving back. Um, some of our biggest givers in our impact, the Facebook group, if anyone knew their stories, you know, a couple years ago, they would be surprised to see how much they're doing for our community now and how well they're doing now. Um, and it really does come full circle. So, yes. How can we be praying for you and what are some ways we can get involved? That's a good question. In general, um, because we are a faith-based ministry, I'll tell you what, he is out there to kill and destroy. <laughs> anyone knows my story and was like, well, you're still alive? <laughs> Um, I've gone through two now death experiences, and I'm like, God's, I mean, Satan does not want me to let impact happen. So it's kind of, it's, it's seeing, uh, the more I see that, though, the more I know that this is God's will and God's plan, and this makes me more of a fighter. Um, but certainly just a hedge of protection around our organization. Um, and then also God leads us where he wants us to lead us. It's not my will, it's his. Um, people ask me, you know, hey, are you, you know, what are all you doing? Like, well, you know, that's up to God. <laughs> this is what we're doing now, but really God's, God's leading the ship. You know, he's steering the direction, and, and this is what we're doing now, but I know God's got things yet to come, um, and there's some things he hasn't shown me yet. Uh, so praying for direction, uh, praying for answers, praying for um, just God's protection, uh, blessing, um, helping, you know, praying for me as we go through it. It can be really tough. You know, Satan's hard in this, so uh, yeah, just giving me the strength to go through that and to lead in our community. Um, uh, supplies, that's another way to help. If you guys have spare things that are sitting in your garage and you don't want, whether it's uh, uh, hygiene supplies, if you've got furniture, if you've got things like that you're trying to get rid of, you can donate them in the group. We have a lot of people who have been homeless or who've been in uh, domestic violence situations or getting out, they're kind of starting out fresh and they have nothing. Uh, so we do help people to uh, get their apartments, get their places set up with basic furniture. Uh, so you can donate that way, just kind of tangible basic needs. Um, um, in our agency, we do have outreach days where people come into our organization, they can get food. We do have a food pantry, we do give out homeless care kits. 
Um, we give out things like sleeping bags and backpacks when we have them. Um, we give out baby diapers, uh, formula, wipes, uh, cleaning supplies, blankets, socks, hand warmers, things like that. So if you have any of those things that are around, or if you just want to do a supply drive of any type, we certainly encourage that. We go through so much, I can't even, we can't even keep up with it, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so and if anyone wants to volunteer at the agency, we're always looking for volunteers. But definitely prayer. Yes, thank you. So are, uh, are we at a spot where we're mudding and taping next? Yes. Or painting? Yes. Or, so mudding and taping is next. Mudding and taping next. And then... Yes. Are you supporting more by individuals or by churches? That's a really good question. That's a really good question. Um, I would, most of our funding comes this way. So for the, up until about a year ago, all of it was literally fundraising activities, events, little donations here and there. An occasional church would donate something at the end of the year. Haven't had a lot of financial support from churches, which would be nice. Um, I'm just going to say a lot of churches that have been kind of have been already connected with a couple of agencies in town, and this is who we support. So it's harder as a newer nonprofit to kind of get get that support. But occasionally we do. Um, we do get general donations, a lot of in kind type of support, financial support, not as much. Um, we do get little grants here and there. Um, a lot of the support that we have been getting, honestly, for the past year and a half is. Um, because I'm a counselor where I was able to get the agency set up to be able to accept Medicaid and insurance So we we're able to provide all these services for free um, To our community, which is kind of nice and it helps us to actually have staff other than myself <laughs> You know running just on volunteers. So a lot of it is coming from insurance Medicaid is paying for some of the outreach service Just our like case management and counseling services, but it helps us to kind of keep keep afloat and be able to provide um, more consistent staff than we had before so but yeah, any type of donations and support is always very helpful. Yeah, so now we're working on we're working on building stuff. So we yeah. can add um, we're adding a mental health therapist or two. We're definitely someone who's bilingual because uh, we have a large uh, Spanish speaking population out there. We're adding new case managers. We're going to be expanding like our life skills classes, parenting, and um, all those other classes and workshops. So we're going to bring someone on that can kind of head all that. That's going to be very active thing um, or adding a support group room so we can do recovery and uh, therapy groups and things like that so we need help from volunteers anyone willing to paint or mud or you've mentioned in the past too if somebody has specific skill or desire yes. to lead a bible study or to do a could be a cooking class or yes. budgeting or yes. anything yes could be a, a one-off or it could be a series of classes that Absolutely. If you feel stirred in your spirit to do something, we've yeah. talked about Absolutely. photography classes, music lessons. We can do art. It doesn't even have to be like therapeutic. You can teach the model. Teach me how I'll cook. I'll cook. I'm going to do cooking classes. Um, yeah. So if you want, if you feel led to do some type of class or activity, it doesn't have to be a healing or a trauma related thing. If you say, I want to teach kids how to do art, great. I think that's also a self care stuff. It do things that are. Uh, benefiting our community. If you want to teach money management, um, we can do that. If you want to hold a Bible study there, or maybe there's a specific, um, like men, what is it, iron, shaking iron? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find leaders of like men's groups and, and women's groups to help to empower them in, in Christ. So um, if you have specific type of series um, that would be 
just think, who can I help with this? You know, we can have that at the age. I'm actually really probably more excited than about those opportunities, partnering with churches sure. and organizations to be able to host those types of uh, groups and class and activities for our community. So, yes. So about 80% of these folks have gone through experiencing God, so they could <laughs> they could maybe lead a class on All of you can. I'll, I bet you I can, I can get each other, you know, find a, find a class that, that fits you. And that, the neat thing is when you can find that within you, um, it, it just it's just so powerful, you know, it's just so life-touching in itself to be able to, like, I can serve, you know, I can share my story, or this is, God gave me this strength, God gave me this gift, God gave me this this experience, good or sometimes it's really bad. And now I can go transform, now I can go touch other lives. And it's an opportunity to seed plant. You know, I just try to be an ongoing seed planter. Yes. Last question. <laughs> I, I'm wondering, are, are you allowed to receive, like, I'm, I'm sure packaged, but like canned goods or yes. bags of flour or packaged food, can you, is that a donation that you help? Yes. In fact, um, most of the donations that we receive that are food-related are non-perishable, so packaged foods, canned foods. Some people even go on Amazon or whatever or go to Walmart and they'll shop online and they'll just have a drop ship to the agency. Some people do uh, supply drives. They'll make, hey, we're going to have a peanut butter jelly drive or we're going to have a tuna drive or we're just going to do canned, you know, canned food drive or if we want to do diaper drive. Um, these are all different things that we can set at the agency. Um, if you have specific questions or you want to do some type of drive, as a church, you guys can do that. You can have a little drop box out there. Um, all those things help. We truly go through so much during the week. It's hard to keep us supplied. And it's hard to say, when people come in and need the help and say, hey, we're, we're all out of that. I'm sorry. Um, it really is almost all based on donations. Here's our outreach. Yes. Let's pray specifically for, um, for some of those things you mentioned. And then um, if you have additional questions, you can stand between her and the door. <laughs> after the service. Lord God, we thank you for this work that you have started through Jennifer and her organization, Lord. Um, we pray for protection for her and for her family. Lord, we know that uh, anytime there's a good work being done for the kingdom, that the, the enemy of our souls doesn't particularly care for that. So, especially those that are reaching into uh, strongholds like addiction and uh, issues of homelessness and, and poverty, Lord, those things that, that are used by the devil to discourage and to destroy. So we pray for protection, we pray for effectiveness in ministry, we pray for wisdom and guidance. Lord, we pray for an ever-expanding network of both churches and individuals that would be called to support this work, Lord, and expand the reach. Thank you that Jennifer could be with us here today, and uh, we lift up to you our continued partnership in the days ahead. In the name of Lord Jesus, we pray all these things. Amen.